0: That's right. Our players recognize that the history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. We already have six national championships. Now we have seven. We play well in the Orange Bowl. You can't say, well, that was then. This is now. That's Oklahoma football. We have a great history in this Orange Bowl, and it's only getting better. Yep. 23 years ago today. Today. That happens at the Orange Bowl. OU shut down Florida State 13-2 to in that number one offense. Got his boys' trophy back is what happened that night. Chris Winkie really uh, couldn't do anything. In fact, they forced a, a turnover on him in the second half. Quentin Griffin scores a touchdown to put it to 13 nothing, and... OU ends up winning the national championship. And as we started out today, 23 years ago, does it feel like it's been that long ago? Well, yeah, unfortunately, it, it has. It has felt like 23 years. You've gotten close several times, man. You played for it in 03, 04, 08, back in the playoff uh, a, a few years as well. But you've gotten close. You're just You're just still waiting for that next one, Travis.
1: Yeah, it's... But you're going to the conference that produces them, right? I mean, when you when you think about how long it's been, you know, people. Some people think, "Oh man, OU's going to the SEC. It's going to, you know, worsen their chances of, uh, you know, winning another national title." I just I don't believe that I don't think it's I don't think that's backed up in any any logic right because LSU has won multiple Florida has won multiple you've got um, you I was know, just counting Auburn, it right before you you've said got that Alabama, you've got Alabama you've got Georgia you've got five different SEC teams have won most of them have won multiple and five SEC teams have won national championships since OU won their last one so I'm wondering where the where the argument comes from that. OU moving to the SEC will be a deterrent for winning another national title. What what do, what do you think about that?
0: Well, real quick, I'm just counting, and I'm counting the championships that have been won in the SEC since OU won their last one. 23 years ago today, Sean says 276 months ago, so whichever one you want to use there. Um, five teams, right? Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia. So five teams have won a championship in the SEC since OU's won its last one. Bama's won multiple, LSU's won multiple, Florida's won multiple, Georgia's won multiple, and Auburn was 90 seconds away from winning multiple as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They won in 2010 and had the late lead against Florida State, so they were right there 90 seconds away, and... Um, I mean, OU's a better program than, than a couple of those listed. So, But to your question, I'll, I'll go back to the day that the SEC news broke on uh, while we were doing the show. Teddy and I were doing the show. But the first thought was, okay, the road is going to be a lot more challenging. But if OU accepts the challenge and they prepare to get better as a program and do what needs to be done... It'll be tougher to win games, sure, but it will put them on a better path to win to win a national championship. So that's what I believe. Then it's like two and a half years ago. Now it's what I believe now. They may not win as many games in the next ten years as they did the, the last ten, but I do think it could put them on on path to win a better chance to win a national championship, which is most important now.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I think there's just. There's a mountain of evidence that would support that, and and the thing is, you might have some bad years in there too, Tyler, and and, and you're just going to have to live with that, right? I mean, Alabama, the model of consistency, had a losing season, you know, since OU last won, and had multiple losing seasons since OU last won a national championship, and then Saban came, and of course everything went great. Georgia's had their down years. Auburn has stunk. Florida currently stinks. LSU had some bad years.
0: LSU's been the example of peaks and valleys. Exactly. uh, So it's like years.
1: So the thing is, you'll lose some of that consistency, but I think your top end. I think your ceiling raises – I think your floor lowers a bit and your ceiling raises a little bit just if you're talking about what we've seen over the last 25 years.
0: Yeah, and and that was posted on our Twitter and Facebook pages, and we got a lot of, it's time to win another one. It's time to win another championship, and everyone agrees with that. I agree with that. It's time to win another championship. And not that you didn't celebrate the Heismans that were won here – And the conference championships that were won here. And the big bowl games that you got to. Like, those were celebrated and appreciated. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, everyone's just, everyone's ready for that next national championship, man. It's been too long. So, if this is the way that gets you closer to a national championship, and I think that it is, it's still, in my mind, the best move. The SEC. You're right. You may not win as consistently as you did in the Big 12, but... If it gives you a better chance to win a championship, I think that's what people really care about at this point,
1: yeah, yeah, i mean it's again there's just there's too much evidence, and then you can start getting into the whys right tyler why does why why do s e c teams seem to you know despite the the more competition it's because you get better players, you get more money, so your coach's salary pools go up, you can get better assistance you can you know you can you can afford better facilities. You can – it's – you're you're battle-tested, right? I mean, it's – everything, everything goes up when you get into the SEC. A lot of it, Tyler, is because just the money's better.
0: But, But the thing is, too, is like OU in its current state right now, it's not in a terrible spot, but it's not in an elite spot right now. You can't just go into the SEC and all of a sudden just because you have an SEC logo on your uniform, that guarantees you a national championship in the next eight to ten years. Like you've got to rise to the occasion. You've got to do the things as a program to get yourself, you know, SEC ready. Like it puts you in better positions to get better players, like you said, to do some different things, but the the SEC can help out, but you as a program You've got to do the things necessary as well. Like Alabama's done multiple times, like LSU's done multiple times, Florida and Georgia as well. So, yeah. the next next 5 years, next 3 years, hell next year going to be quite fascinating around here.
1: Let's just win it all next year, Tyler.
0: Okay, I'm down. That'd be fun. I uh, yeah, that that would uh, that would be a lot of that'd be a lot of games next year if they win it all. 12 regular season, 13 with the conference title. And at least three in the playoffs, that's like 16 games next year.
1: We'd still probably get people calling for Michael
0: Hawkins. (laughs) Maybe so. That'd be (laughs) awesome. Uh, ESPN, uh, they had their top 100 players for the uh, 2023 season. Let's go to the top three and see if we disagree with any of this. Jaden Daniels was at one. Okay, well, he won the Heisman Trophy, so I'll I'll give him that. Michael Penix is at two. I think a lot of people might interchange one and two after what they saw in the Sugar Bowl, to be to be fair.
1: Yeah, it, I, but, you know, a lot of people, I think that might have been the first time they've watched Michael Penix Jr. Because he was playing those late games on the West Coast. Washington, you know, isn't the big sexy brand, so maybe they don't get the attention that, you know, after he left Indiana that, that he might have got, but... I mean, Michael Penix Jr., for people who just watched that game, you got people, I mean, I got very casual fans, Vikings fans, friends of mine that are like, well, we need to trade up to number one to take Michael Penix Jr. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, first of all, I said, first of all, there's two things about that. One, let's talk about the prospect and his knee injuries and things like that. Second of all, like, you already don't know, you assume he's going number one because you just watched that game. And... If you want Michael Penix Jr., that's fine. He looks good in purple. But you're not going to need to go to one to get him, and, and that's fine because he's not going to be the number one pick. Yeah. That's fine. Let a dude have a great game, and let's not just go ahead and assume, man, number one pick. He'd be stupid not to take him.
0: Maybe that's all NFL fans because I heard Bronco fans and Bronco media members saying, ah, oh, Penix should be the guy for Sean Payton. Russell Wilson's gone. So maybe a bunch of NFL <laughs> fans just watched one game, and they were like, that's our guy. That's it. We got quarterback problems. He's it. He's really good. That's
1: all we need to see.
0: Too bad Quinn Ewers didn't play well. Too bad he missed that throw. Maybe Broncos and Vikings fans would have wanted him. You could have suffered through that.
1: Hey, I, I, no, I've, I've said long on these airwaves that I would question my Viking fanhood if we drafted Quinn Ewers. I think I told a scout at some point this year that I ran into it a game that um, not to draft Quinn
0: Ewers. Jaden Daniels one, Michael Penix two. Marvin Harrison Jr. three, which I say Maserati Marv every time I see him after watching that Ohio State Michigan game, and Gus Johnson just had to say it every single time Maserati Marv every time He's he comes. He's so ball. good.
1: He's so good. Though.
0: Bo Nix, four, and then Brock Bowers at five. Uh, there were two OU players on the list. I bet you can guess them. Dylan Gabriel came in at number twenty-eight, and Danny Stutzman was on the list in the top one hundred but all the way back at 89. Dylan Gabriel at 28, Danny Stutzman at 89. Too high, too low, or dead on balls accurate for both of those?
1: I mean, I... I as far as those two guys go, I don't know, I, I would put Danny up... Danny played injured the back half of the year. I think I think if you just ended after the Texas game, he's probably like top 40, um, but... That's what happens when you know your team loses a couple. It, it happens. I am wondering why Drake Stoops and why uh, why Billy Bowman aren't on there.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Billy Bowman's an All American. Billy Bowman was not in the top 100, and, and they even had a discussion amongst the writers. Like, all right, who was? Who was left off of this list here? Who was snubbed from the top 100 list? And there was no talk of, uh, either, of either of those guys, but uh, especially Billy Bowman. There there was no. So, I don't, I don't know if I'm shocked that Billy Bowman wasn't on this list at the end of the year. He, he should have been. Uh, he really made I, – I thought he had a great year. It felt like his highlight plays were towards the end of the year. Um, I don't know if that should count against him or not. I don't think it should, actually, but maybe that's why um, – but I think Billy Bowman will be – when they do this list going into the year, I bet Stutzman and Bowman are both top 100 players going into next year when they do this list. If not, I, I, would, I would need an explanation. Quinn Ewers be- was at 90 on this list, by the way. Cool. Yeah, Billy Bowman's better than Quinn Ewers. Colin Oliver was at number 82 from Oklahoma State. Uh, Ollie Gordon was at number 11 from Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State had two players in the top 100 as well. But Quinn Ewers at 90, I'm like, oh, man. Ugh. Talk about uh, living off the preseason hype a little bit there. And yes, Texas made the college football playoff and give him credit for that. But he was. How, how many games did Ewers miss because of injury this year? And they still kept uh, winning games without him.
1: Yeah. And, and now that guy that was winning the games is gone. So if, if he does come back and gets hurt, you, you will have every. You saw that media scrum. Go around Arch and ignore oh, yeah. Quinn when he was at the podium. Yeah, that's what that's what the entirety you'll you'll see it on on like mainstream media that doesn't even cover sports. Like you'll see it there.
0: Yeah, um, Quinn Ewers at number ninety. I- interesting. Caleb Williams was at number ten. He was absolutely the number one player on this list going into the year, yeah. and even the number one player on this list probably in early October, and then he barely he barely finishes inside the top ten. After the disappointing season at SC, I mean, I wonder if the bowl win too didn't uh, help his ranking all that much. You,
1: you, I, I will continue to say if you give that guy a top fifty defense, then I mean, they're in the playoff the back back to back years. So I mean, I think kale I think whatever NFL team gets Caleb, I know it's an unpopular opinion. I think they're going to be happy with it.
0: Uh, Georgia Sooner on the text line says David Stone just destroyed a run play. A tackle for a loss, impressive. I have not been able to keep up with what's going on in Orlando today. I did, I did turn it updates. on.
1: Um, they're doing a, a feature on him right now. Um, I don't know if I don't know if they have it set up, Tyler. Which they should. If somebody makes a big play, they've got features on all these guys, right? They've been they, these guys have been here all week. They've been doing interviews. They've been doing, you know, different, different events with him and whatnot. So I'd imagine after a big play, it's very easy to go, all right. And we sat down with David Stone. So they just got done doing a uh, feature on him, you know, got that number one ranked defensive tackle in his bio, which just got it. Looks so good. Looks so good. So yeah, he's the real deal, man. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. And that's a guy that I have no doubt will contribute. Early, and now they're showing Oklahoma's uh, full class breakdown. So
0: Danny Boomer says, Dylan Gabriel at 28 and couldn't even get a Senior Bowl invite? Uh, here are the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl that, uh, that uh, DG got snubbed for. You've got Joe Milton of Tennessee is there. Uh, here's the one people are going to have an issue with. Spencer Rattler of South Carolina will be there. Bo Nix of Oregon will be there. Michael Pratt of Tulane will be there. So I don't want to speak for the text line. But if anyone is still like uh, upset, like Danny Boomer is, that he didn't even get a Senior Bowl invite, I bet they're immediately going to point to Spencer Rattler as, Hell, he's better than him! Why would Rattler get over him? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah, old, uh, our boy Jim Nagy, he's got, some, he's got some questions to answer. He just invites all of our offensive linemen. That's all he does every year. He just goes, Hey, uh, Oklahoma, you got any seniors? Yeah, we'll just take all those we know uh we know they're really good so uh, Oklahoma well represented again in that fashion
0: Curtis B says uh Travis and Tyler if Bob just would have coached one more season with Baker and Muleshoe being the OC we beat Georgia and had a great chance to win it all Booma Yeah well uh maybe Bob puts uh maybe Bob says hey let's maybe not run a speed option to the near side with the backup quarterback or run a jet sweep on this play maybe maybe yeah. Bob's in the headset on those uh on those situations, it doesn't go that way.
1: Yeah, you know, in case we wanted to be sad again, appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it.
0: We're already getting sad about twenty-three years being uh, way too long. So, right?
1: I didn't realize I uh, looking to back grab a at a box the of tissues on the looking break.
0: back at the Rose Bowl as I have learned over the past few years. It's not. It's not a constructive experiment. It's just. It's just really not. You, you don't really end up uh, getting anywhere with that one. At least not to a happy place. Squib kick immediately uh, ends up being in the conversation. Not a whole lot of fun. Uh, yeah,
1: somebody, they brought it up the other night too. Said, "All right, should you know, a lot of teams end up squib Kipkin in this situation during no. the Rose Bowl." And I was
0: like, go, stop it! Just stop it! Squib kick and Rose Bowl." You know how you can mute words on Twitter? I wish I could mute words like that during bowl season. <laughs> right, squib kick and Rose Bowl on the television. I just don't have to hear them. They, they go elsewhere. That'd be great. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the canippa Myers Chevrolet Tax Line. We'll get to more of your tax, more OU football as well. We'll uh, get you caught up with the latest in the transfer portal right here on the Ref. The word is spreading, and the Ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network. When you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world.
1: When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life.
0: Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Speaking of great things that have happened on this day, January 3rd. Yeah, 23 years ago, you won a championship on this day. But 20 years ago today, they got one heck of a commitment from one heck of a running back. There's something in here we got to talk about, isn't there?
1: All right, there's been a lot of people pursuing you. What were your two or three final choices?
0: Uh, Miami, OU,
1: and USC. All right, here we go. Pull it out of here, man, and tell us who you're going to play for. University, of Hello, Oklahoma,
0: Adrian Peterson picked Oklahoma over Miami and USC 20 years ago. And that's uh the Army All-American Bowl, which what it was it was called it was called then. It's been kind of OU with live announcements. Uh you had Adrian Peterson commit live there, Joe Mixon commit live there and DeMarco Murray commit live there to OU.
1: Yeah, I mean, not a
0: bad little trio of running backs if you ask and, me.
1: And it's funny thanks to of course the KRF social media uh pages that uh, that you've put the video up on and just OU fans in general, when they hear that, they can close their eyes and see the video. I mean, you can see what he's wearing, everything like that. It, uh, no, that was, a, that was a good time, no doubt about it. No so, hat yeah.
0: fake from AD there. No hat no, fake.
1: No, Nope, no time for that. No time for that. But, uh, yeah, uh, as, as most people are figuring out, David Stone uh, with the big fourth down stop. Was, yeah, that looked uh, good.
0: I went back and watched yeah. that play during the break. Fourth and one, that was a nice TFL.
1: Yep. Absolutely, we'll take those all day, baby, all day.
0: Yeah, what they say going into the break, like he grew up in Oklahoma. Now be playing for his uh, home state team, and then they cut to break. It was it was actually pretty cool. It was actually yeah. pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, the ice team is up thirty nine to three, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, Daniel Akin-Kumi. Uh, really, he's playing a ton. So. Uh, love that from him. Uh, I think they've got a couple rushing touchdowns uh, since he's been in. So, uh, uh, he's been having a great week. I, th- I expect him and Eugene Brooks to shoot up some rankings.
0: Still want to hear that British trash talk from Daniel Lock and to oh, I can't to get him. wait. I, uh, hopefully he was mic'd up or something during this game, and he was, he was talking some mad trash. No, I mean, I, I think the winner, the two winners – for OU in Orlando this week, and, and they're playing the Under Armour game right now, and they had the several practices before, which if you don't really follow recruiting all that much, the practices is where y- you kind of really get, all right, where we have this guy ranked. Is, is it accurate? Is it too high? Is it too low? Is it where it should be? It, it's one of the better indicators throughout the entire recruiting cycle. When you're going four-star on four-star, five-star on five-star, in a lot of times situations, that's the best individual player that these kids are going up against. And David Stone has had a Hell of a week, great game, great practices as well. He solidified that fifth star that he's had all year long. But you mentioned B.J. Brooks, man, and there was a story out today on 24-7 Sports. It's, okay, well, out of all the players that are out at the Under Armour game in Orlando, here are 13 that are primed to make an immediate impact. And when we did this two and a half, three weeks ago on signing day, we mentioned David Stone with the best chance to have an impact. Devon Mitchell at tight end, we didn't really talk a whole lot about B.J. Brooks. Now, after the week that he had, I think we're talking a lot more about that. And 24-7 had him as one of the top 13 uh, players out there primed to make an immediate impact. So that's sounds like he opened a lot of eyes out there this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know this will come as a shock to some, but it uh, looks like Bill Biedenbeau, uh had his evaluating hat on in this cycle.
0: I mean, the word dominant was used in a story on uh, on 24-7 sports to describe what he's looked like this week against some elite talent. So, again, I've said it once already today. I'll say it again. Um, It's great that he's had an awesome week. Is it ideal if he's got to be one of your starters in the interior, year one in the SEC? Probably not, but this is a good time for a guy like B.J. Brooks to to really show out and play well uh, with what your O-line looks like for next year.
1: Yeah, and and again, just all eyes on—not only the game, but all eyes, all the evaluators there at the camps. uh, They put a lot of stock into stuff like this. So, yeah, I mean, it just keep stacking talent, like anything, like Woody Washington coming back, like bringing in, you know, corners, bringing in a, a productive running back, like just stack talent. It's as simple as that, Tyler.
0: By the way, we did the top 100 players, uh, ESPN ranked them. Dallas Bill just wanted to know who the 69th player it was this year. Uh, That was Shooter Sanders, quarterback at Colorado. But but thank you for asking, Dallas Bill. (laughs) Oh, God. In terms of the latest in the portal, uh, Caden Wollard was on campus today. Really good year at Miami of Ohio, nine and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. That one's felt positive for about a week now, and there's no – Public commit right now, but we'll we'll see if he takes other visits after today. But I don't. I I, I would still project OU to end up with Caden Woolard, a uh, top forty-five player in the portal.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Again, reading the
1: tea leaves of who I believe was his father, tweeting about Miguel Chavis. Uh, you know, seeing him in the Oklahoma jersey again. I, you know, he may take some more visits, but you know, you feel you feel pretty good about this one. And, you know, just got got a few more spots to fill, right, on the defensive line. You got another tight end. You're going to do some more on the offensive line. Really just big bodies because it feels like everywhere skill-wise, you're in really good shape.
0: Yeah, um, especially if – well, I, I think Deion Burks is going to be a nice player and got a chance to be one of your starters. I, I'm going to guess Andrew Anthony's coming back, right? So you get Andrew Anthony back to what he was in the first half of the year – Dion Burks looks like the player he looked like last year at Purdue. Wide receiver, you, you, you should be fine. Uh, secondary, I think you'll be good. Backer, I think you'll be good. My biggest concern is what it's been for about a month now, looking to next year. It's can you find some productive interior defensive linemen, and what does that offensive line look like? Offensive line, to me, still being the biggest question mark for next year.
1: Yeah, And I don't yeah. think
0: that's going to change between now and, and kickoff.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and and again, give me give me some dudes that were productive at their previous spot, not just because they came from a blue blood. We just we just we just saw Alabama's center roll the ball to Jalen Milroe multiple times, and uh, Alabama processed him immediately after the game. And all of a sudden, people are drooling over him. No, just go, go get somebody that's been good, productive. I honestly really like Troy Everett, and I know he gets knocked for his size, but the dude's 6'3", 300 pounds. Like, that's, that's, that's fine for a center. Some, I mean, that's, that's good for a center. That's more than fine for a center. Now, guards, you need him a little bit bigger, which is why he kind of got pushed around a little bit when he played guard, but center, give me Troy Everett, give me Joshua Bates, and let's roll.
0: Uh, Nine one eight says, "What about backup quarterback?" I am. Uh, I'm just going to operate that Casey Thompson's going to be added here soon, and that is uh, the favorite to be your backup quarterback next year. Think it's a mistake to operate that way.
1: I mean, no. I, I I think Casey Thompson ends up a sooner. I just hope that you know Michael Hawkins Jr. You know still gets a ton of reps. Brennan Zerbrug still gets a ton of reps, and are allowed to maybe overtake him down the stretch if if they earn it. That, that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Um, 405, I want Akin Kumi to sound like the soccer hooligan from Eurotrip. Gosh, that's fantastic. I may need to have uh, sound clips of that on the show here moving forward when we're talking about Daniel Akin Kumi. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, other portal happenings, it sounds like uh, Jake Roberts, who was at Baylor this past year. Decent chance that he ends up at OU in this portal class. Uh, you had Blake Smith entering in the portal last night. OU could use it at other tight ends. Um, they're recruiting his little brother. He went to high school at Norman North. There's just so many dots to connect there that look like they're heading in OU's direction. So Jake Roberts, t- think he'll probably visit later on this week, but... Kind of like Casey Thompson, I, I'm more confident about Casey Thompson ending up in this portal class, but I'm starting to get to the point now where, yeah, I would I would start to bet on Jake Roberts being at it as well. Yeah, and, and, and
1: Tyler, I think I said this probably a month ago. Patience is key, right? You've got all these guys entering the portal and almost daily, right? You've got guys entering the portal, and everybody's like, oh, man, we've got to go get them. Well... Just, we can just wait. It's not the first person to fill up their portal class gets the best one. That's not how it works. Have the patience. Get the right guys. Get the right fit because there are still going to be players that enter the portal. Dejon Terry entered the portal and we got him last spring. He was one of, he was one of our most impactful defensive linemen on the interior and we got him in the spring. So again, patience is what we can continue to preach. With this Portal class, I have no reason to believe that it won't be a good one.
0: The uh, the not-so-good news today from the Portal, and I don't really know how surprising it really is, Nick Scorton um, led the Big Ten in sacks last year at Purdue. He was at A M today, and, well, there's predictions already rolling in for him to land at Texas A&M. So, I, not I, surprising. I don't think that's surprising. Yeah,
1: I, I just think that, um, I don't know, I don't think that When a guy of his talents that's obviously looking to cash in on his great season, like, I don't think that's a guy that's like, man, I I really, I wish I could go be developed somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's like, look, I'm going to go cash in on my great season. And I think he he picked two NIL factories to visit, and he picked the one that uh, is about to put a first round uh, defensive end into the uh, draft. I
0: don't. I just. I personally. And he's from there as well, so that was an easy one to uh, to connect to. Uh, One more before we hit a break uh, on the text line from the 501 in Arkansas. Last week, I went to the dog park with my dog to play. This should be interesting. There was this little small dog cowering in the corner by a tree, being bullied by all of the other dogs. The small dog was crying. Upon closer inspection, I realized it was Texas, and Worthy was the one crying. Made me feel that 2024 is off to a fantastic start. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, the small dog was tech. Maybe had a uh, Texas bandana on or something like that. I-, I don't know. But they did just make the playoff, man. They did just make the playoff.
1: Yep, lost in in, in fantastic fashion because they were given hope. They were given hope right at the end. And... uh I'll tell you what, a bunch of OU fans had that delete button ready on, on Twitter.
0: I uh, Look, I, I, I like the way that Washington played on Monday night. Clearly, they, they won the Sugar Bowl. They're heading the national championship. But, boy, they tried to keep Texas in that game as much as possible, didn't they? From a muff punt to late in the game. I, I don't know if you want to blame them for the clock management. It was that injury situation that gave Texas the ball back with a lot more time. But Washington, it really felt like they attempted to make that game as interesting as possible late.
1: I mean everything from the from the weird injury rule that you know stops the clock, you know, to a, a, again and, and here's the thing. Everybody says, God, why are you running a play there? Why don't you just knee it? Or why are you throwing the ball there? All that kind of stuff. Tyler, you know who's making all those calls? Ryan Grubb. You remember when everybody was like, Hey, whoever Washington's OC is, we need to give that guy all the money to come to Oklahoma. And then they look up, and they're already complaining about what he's doing. It's like, look, guys, nobody's perfect. Everybody does this.
0: 405-651-3439, meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to more text, more college football as well, right here on The Ref. The word is spreading, and the Ref army is growing. Keep decisions at a difficult time. Contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit them at primrosefuneralservice.com. Final hour of The Rush, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer-Chevrolet text line. We, uh, we pulled the text line, what, second segment of the show today, third segment of the show, how everyone feels about uh, Woody Washington come back for a sixth year, and I didn't see a whole lot of negativity on it. Um, I don't know if we changed anyone's mind on it or not, but there seemed to be pretty much overwhelmingly positive reviews, like, Good. They need experience next year. He's got a ton of experience. Let's let's roll with Woody Washington for a sixth season. Did I read that right, or did I uh, miss a I few texts no. in there?
1: No, I think it was. Uh, no, I think you summed it up pretty well. I, I, there was one question. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I forget who it was, uh, so I can't give proper credit. But about what teams would Woody Washington start for in the SEC, and. You know, I thought about I think he starts on over half the teams in the SEC. I kind of listed them all out. Uh, you know, LSU was having, you know, trouble uh in their secondary. They had to replace like all four corners in the portal. I think you got, half the
0: text line would start for L S U at corner after what I saw from them last year. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um them, I mean, obviously like your your worst teams like your Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Uh, even Kentucky's pass defense wasn't fantastic. A and M, their corners weren't great. It was just their defensive line uh, was really good, so it made them look better at times. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Woody would start for, like I said, probably Missouri, probably over half over half of the SEC teams. And and again, the dude has played a ton of football. You just want that experience.
0: Yeah, I, look, I, I, I get the the question there. It's like, okay, well, how many teams would he start for in the SEC? I, with with as much portal movements going on, like, did Missouri get a a corner from Clemson? Tor, Toriana Pride does he does right. he play Clemson? Like, who, they still who need knows? one more. Yeah. The, the point is, really, will Woody Washington start for Oklahoma next year? And I think Woody Washington, along with Gentry Williams, will start for Oklahoma next year. That's really the important question. He'll be heavily favored to do so. And in in fact, in terms of like. Guys that we can already put in or pencil in as starters for next year. Billy Bowman, obviously. Danny Stutzman, obviously. And then I might throw in Woody Washington after that. If he's not good enough when the year starts, they'll replace him. I don't have any doubt about that. But wherever he ranks in the SEC is whatever. Like, is he good enough to start for OU next year? He, he, yeah, he, he is and and he will next year. Yeah, and I
1: think I think the question probably, Tyler, is... You know the the, the correct follow up probably is is Woody Washington good enough or wh- where else would Woody Washington start in the SEC? But then once you answer that, you say okay, if Woody's gone, who starts on that other side? Is it I, I don't know? Is it one of the transfers? Is it you know whoever that may be? Is that person how many teams would that person start for in the SEC? Because that's really the question, isn't it? Really, Tyler yeah. is is not whether Woody. W- whether Woody would or not, but the guy that would be thrust into a starter's role if he doesn't come back, that's the guy you'd have to worry about in this situation.
0: Kanik the Kryptonian on the text line says, OU boys look good in the Under Armour All-American game. The class of 24 is going to be the one we remember for a long time. I I, I have it on next to me. I just wasn't wasn't able to watch every single play. Um, Text line, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like in terms of OU signees, David Stones TFL on fourth and one was probably the highlight play of the day. Do I, do I have that right?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. He's getting double a, a, a ton. I would, and I would imagine. Again, it's it's a little bit tough because you know our guys in this game. You've obviously got the tight end Devon Mitchell, but two of our guys are offensive linemen in this game, so it's a little bit tougher for them to have like the big highlight plays. But I guarantee you, if you if you know go back and look at the look at the actual tape that at least Akin Kumi's had a good day. I haven't seen Brooks out there quite yet, uh, but I, I guess they just keep running to Akin Kumi's side or something like that because I see him in a lot of replays. Uh, but having a good week for sure.
0: Uh, we didn't address this when it comes to the portal. Uh, my bad on that one. But I, I'm going to guess most people have seen in the past 24 hours that it is being reported that David Hicks will be staying at Texas A&M. And I think it's at this point widely reported that David Hicks will be staying at Texas A&M. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, is a, a bit of a bummer. Obviously, you wanted to to have the ad of David Hicks, and he could have been a factor for next year, but pretty clear that A&M had lost a ton of players. They did not want to use the young, lose the young talent that they had on campus, and they said, how about we make it worth your while here, David Hicks, to stay? What do you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. He could be a know, focal point for them to defensively time, next
0: year too, yeah.
1: Stay close to home. You know, yeah, there, there are advantages there for sure. Uh, I, I think he's a great player. Who knows? Maybe down the line he chooses. Maybe this next defensive staff he plays for, for a year and we do all this all over again for the third year in a row, Tyler. Um, uh, maybe we do, maybe we don't, but maybe this next line class is so good and other guys already on the roster take such a step that we all go, David Hicks, who?
0: Yeah, well, defensive line ends up being a strength next year. Really good, and the uh, the defense, especially with the other two levels behind them, got a chance to be pretty good as well. That's it's gonna be one heck of a defensive year potentially. Four one seven, state of Missouri. Says was watching earlier, and B J Brooks had his guy on lockdown. He's gonna be great. Yeah, he's had a. Great week of practice. I don't know if they do like an offensive line award at the uh, Under Armour All American Game or practices, but sounds like he would be in contention for that if they hand out like an offensive line award. Him and Jordan Seaton, probably. Yeah. Five eight zero with the with the defense being the strength next year. Wouldn't you like to see OU slow down on offense, maybe even huddle from time to time? I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like oU to be able to operate offensively and run the ball without having to consistently go with the hurry up. Now, I'd like for the hurry up to still be a tool in the back pocket that they can use, Travis, cuz I think that's a a great weapon to use to keep a defense off balance. I just don't want that to be the, the only thing that the offense can do to move the ball consistently. So, if that means slowing the the ball down on offense a little bit, yeah, I'd like to see him slow slow it down a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm in the camp of, I want it to be a, I want it to be a weapon, not an identity.
0: Right. Exactly. Yes. Because it felt like it was a, that was their identity uh, for the past couple of years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So weapon, not an identity. And Tyler, as as teams continue, and as it becomes more and more widespread, where their players just fall down, or they sublate? you know, or, or whatever. There's different tactics you can use that are kind of cheap to, and OU does it too. I don't like it when anybody does it, to slow down some tempo. As long as those exist, you're going to have to develop other parts of your identity and not rely on that anyways. Now other coaches sure wish we wouldn't do it. Like when you, when you look back on some of the, uh, uh, like the pregame, uh, press conferences of other head coaches, they're like man they play fast we got to be ready for that it's one of the fastest teams we've played like the other other coaches definitely don't enjoy having to defend it and i'm a big believer in doing what your opponent doesn't want you to do Um, but yeah, I think just using it as a weapon is key.
0: If, uh, opposing teams don't fake injuries against OU, I I could almost, (laughs) I could see SEC fans running on the field, faking an injury to try to slow down the offense. Yeah. Could you imagine a drunk shirtless LSU fan faking a knee injury on the 10 yard line to slow down (laughs) the offense? Oh, I could, I could
1: see it. He'd get down there. He'd get down there. Oh boy. They'd probably crowd surf him down there. What a league.
0: What a league. Can't wait. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 is the text line. One final segment coming up next right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Big 12 conference play is here, and the nationally ranked men's basketball
1: team is primed to make the move to March. The Iowa State Cyclones come to town for the final time as conference foes on Saturday, January 6th at 5 o'clock. Take advantage of OU's holiday sale and get your tickets for only
0: five bucks. Don't miss out on the action. Go online now to Soonersports.com slash 23holiday to reserve your seats today. Take your game in a new direction and experience one of southern Oklahoma's finest golf destinations. Located just 20 minutes south of OKC and the University of Oklahoma, Winter Creek Golf and Social Club is one of the state's top-ranked golf courses. Featuring 18 beautifully designed holes paired with 14 lakes spread across stunning natural landscapes, this course does not disappoint. Give us a call at 405-224-GOLF for more information or to book your tee time today. Memberships start at just $100 per month. You're looking for big wins and good times. Riverwind is the best place to play. With the best food, drinks, and service. Join us every Friday in January for our winning resolutions giveaway. Play to win your share of $80,000. Play with your wild card all
1: month long. Welcome to the best casino in the Metro.
0: Back then, we'd spend nights in front of the boob tube. We'd take our same seats, smoke cigarettes, and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups.
1: Dear hero, whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give
0: blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. While serving in
1: Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year.
0: My victory
1: is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
0: Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Every year, more than 4 million pets enter shelters here in the United States. My friends at American Humane have been helping animals since 1877. The goal is to ensure that pets have a safe shelter, especially during natural disasters. Adopting a shelter pet allows shelters to help more animals awaiting care. Please consider adopting today and take some time to learn more about American Humane's other work at AmericanHumane.org. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Wednesday, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. Looks like Dylan Johnson, running back of Wisconsin, is expected to play in the national championship game after that injury in the Sugar Bowl. Under Armour game just wrapped up on ESPN. David Stone with probably the highlight play, making a TFL on a fourth and one. Had a pretty cool moment for him going into break, talking about his upcoming career at Oklahoma, but it's just kind of like a, a few-day lull here. I know the OU women are playing at BYU today, but it's just kind of like, all right, what's going on with the portal? It's just, let, let's get to Saturday so the OU men can take on Iowa State and open up Big 12 play. Yeah, and uh, what, what, is that, uh, what does the countdown clock say there in studio? It says two days, 23 hours, three minutes, and seven seconds. That's what
1: it says. All right. I appreciate that, uh, Chick-fil-A. And, you know, you could stop by Chick-fil-A uh, over there off 12th uh, in between the men's and women's game because everybody's showing up. I know it. I know the LNC is going to be packed. I know the students have been showing out. They've been doing a great job. So, yeah, really excited for uh, this uh, basketball weekend. Got to get off on the right foot
0: when it comes to conference play, Tyler. Yeah, well, it, it's just, uh, it, it's portal time around here, man. That's it's kind of the big story on what's going on. Like, who's visiting, who you got a good chance to get, and there's not really even much talk about the 2024 recruiting class, uh, even though there's one more signing day to go, because I don't know if there's a name on the board right now for OU and the 24 class after Dom McKinley uh, committed to LSU over the weekend. Yeah, so you've already just, got
1: a big class. So I don't think you're really gonna. I mean, I don't see them going after a major flip. I think you're pretty much full everywhere. The only thing I could see is maybe a. You know, they sit down and they really evaluate some senior film and look for a late riser, something like that. But I don't know. I I don't really think that. It, I don't I don't think we're gonna take anybody else, which is fine. I think we've got a great class.
0: I uh, I read a story today that that hurt me, man. It hurt me. Uh... It, it, it really did damage on me and the title of the story was college football's next washington like okay well who's a program like washington that can emerge next year and compete and play for a national championship in missouri got midzu was the first name mentioned in that article and it, it hurt to see it i don't yeah. think it's going to happen I, I i don't i don't think midzu is going to Parlay their Cotton Bowl win into a national championship appearance next year, but just seeing those nerds get the credit is—it does a lot of damage to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it, man. It's—it's it's the sexy pick, right? That's what I mean. To to some people's credit, Ole Miss was the sexy pick, right? And you know, they 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 played well, but. I don't want to live in a world where, where Missouri is playing for a national title. Midsu was
0: listed. Arizona was listed. Ole Miss was listed. Oregon was listed. Tennessee was listed on there as well. So a few opponents that you'll have uh, for next year, including the most recent college football team you played in the uh, Arizona Wildcats. If they'll just throw it to McMillan every single down, maybe they could win yeah. a national championship. Yeah. I like,
1: I, I'd like that. It, it would – retroactively, you know, a year from now, we'll say, see, that was actually a good bowl loss.
0: (laughs) I I, I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. All right, that'll do it for us today. As always, we appreciate the interaction. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Closing time.
1: You don't have to go home, but you can't stay
0: here. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. K-R-E-F, Norman, Oklahoma.